Love Talk Radio. You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental, arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA, particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. Love Zone USA.
Well, we're back here inside the Love Zone. Yes, live. Last week we were off because of the uh, Labor Day holiday, and I got a chance to get down to NJ Pack. And uh, for those of you around the country who don't know what NJ Pack is, well, it's uh, New Jersey's uh, Performing Arts Center. They have an outdoor, um, I guess, get together every uh, Thursday. So I'm normally not able to make that. But uh, since we were off last Thursday, I decided to go down. It was a great, wow, they had a great crowd down there. But we're back, and I hope and trust that each and every one of you have had a uh, safe and uh, joyous holiday. There have been some things in the news. Um, We'd like to send out our condolences first to uh, uh, Michael Duncan Clark's family, friends, and fans who uh, recently passed away of a heart attack. And there's someone coming on the show tonight that uh, I want to, you know, talk publicly about. It's just been kind of a rough year in 2012 with the uh, passings of uh, individuals moving on to, uh, you know, home, as we call it, a home going. Going to be missed on this side. Hey, with yours, Julie, my name is Mike T. And my uh, producer, Tony Diamond. Yeah, he's going to be on the MP3s, and we've got the music all lined up for you this evening. Uh, got some special uh, uh, songs in there. And as you probably know, if you haven't already, we want to come back with this getting ready for the fourth quarter. I mean, you know, the fourth quarter doesn't start until after the uh, September. But after Labor Day, you know, everybody's back in the mood for work and school and, uh, you know, getting back into the groove to, I guess, close out the year. And um, we wanted to start this, uh, I guess, uh, part of the year off with a champagne toast and tribute to the stars. And for those of you who ever listened to any of our champagne toasts and tribute to the stars, you know it's a series that we do where we honor recording artists or entertainers while they're alive. We allow you, the fans, to do that. So the phone lines will be open tonight. You better get in and line up. Telephone number, I'm going to give it out now. 347-539-5729, because this champagne toast is very, very special. It's going to feature the uh, new stylistics. That's who we're paying tribute to. And uh, there are two stylistics groups. There's the stylistics, and there's the new stylistics. And we'll talk about that a little later on. But the new stylistics features the original lead singer, Russell Tompkins, Jr. So let me make that distinction. And we'll talk about the differences uh, later on in the show. But tonight, that's who we're honoring, the new stylistics, uh, featuring the original lead singer, Russell Tompkins, Jr. And they should be stopping by around 8.30 or so. And in the meantime, I want to let everybody know, go to our broadcast uh, tab, and that's how you can listen to the show, the LoveZoneUSA.com. I don't do it often enough, but I got to get into the, uh, you know, the uh, maintenance and the, um, I guess what we call the cleanup around here, uh, tidying things up. Especially since we're a technology-oriented radio station. Uh, if you want to uh, have to leave the home or the PC for any reason, you can always check us out on Stitcher.com. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. We call that Take the Show on the Go. That's right. We are portable. Any mobile device, you can listen to us on Stitcher.com. And if you have one of those brand-new BMWs or mini cars, uh, 2013s, you can uh, download the free app 
and the Stitcher.com is, from my understanding, is installed in both those cars. So you'll be able to access us and this show in your 2013 BMW or Mini car. And I think it's soon coming to all the cars. Also, we are on TuneIn.com, T-U-N-E-I-N.com, TuneIn.com. That's the largest platform for radio stations in the United States, and there's a free app there if you want to download it. And by getting on TuneIn.com, if for any reason that you're online, and you probably are tonight, checking out the Democratic Convention, we're not mad at you because we are archived on uh, iTunes. Check us out on Roku. If you're on the Internet and you're checking out the Democratic Convention through Roku, well, in the background, you can put us on at TuneIn.com, because that's part of Roku, R-O-K-U.com. And while you're on the Internet surfing and checking out the uh, Democratic Convention and um, checking out the President's speech tonight, you can have us on in the background and listen to some good music, as well as uh, get your call in. Make sure you get your call in tonight, because... This show is for you, the fans. That's why we do it. For those of you who would like to pay tribute to the legendary Mr. Russell Tompkins, Jr., lead singer of the original uh, Stylistics and now part of the new Stylistics. So this is the month of September, and with no further ado, well, I'll talk about my Giants a little later on. You know, we here inside the Love Zone USA, our motto is, this is the place where you can listen to your heart. And we live and learn. Inside this month of September, let's kick it off right now with Earth, Wind, and Fire.
Hi, I'm Russell Thompson of the New Stylistics. And when you've had a hard day's work and want to feel brand new, just listen to your heart and it will lead you to where you're sure to hear our music and you'll end up saying, you make me feel brand new on the lovezoneusa.com.
Mighty music coming up with Eric Benet. You're the only one I need in my life. You're the only one. That's right, baby girl. You're the only one I need. Woo! Sookie, sookie now. On this September 6th, yeah, we're here back live when we started things off with Earth, Wind, and Fire. And we've got our champagne toast and tribute to the Star Series tonight, where we'll be featuring the new stylistics and the original lead singer, Russell Tompkins, Jr. He'll be stopping by, and uh, we're going to have some fun with him. I haven't uh, actually hooked up with Russell since, uh, well, actually, I was on tour with him, and we'll talk about that. And uh, But prior to that, I hadn't seen him since we were back in the day at WNGR. Ooh, takes me back memories. Whoa. And I used to play all their music as a as a kid in my bedroom. When I got the radio and started playing their music, I was like a kid in a candy store. But uh, tonight's going to be a fun night. We're going to have a good time kicking off this September. And, yeah, we've got a show for you next week. We're going to talk about that in a little while. And a lot of things coming up in this fourth quarter that we have planned for you. We'll be telling you more about that. But for those of you who want to get into that uh Get in the radio, well, we've got the opportunity for you. That's right. If you uh, have a personality or you know someone who has one and you want to be a radio host and uh, on our new uh, 24-7 R&B, today's R&B and hip-hop channel, then be sure. Tonight I have it up. We're back in action now on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash the Love Zone USA. And you can see the uh, link there where you can click on it and get all the information on how you you can become a radio host and uh, announcer. And unlike the American Idol, you don't have to travel to no cities. You can do it all from home while everything is explained. You can do it right from your house, and you can uh, audition for our new channel. So tell your friends about it, and if you want to do it, just go click on that link tonight and uh, make sure you uh, follow the instructions and get on board. By the way, I do have the chat room open. Yeah, we got the chat room ready. And uh, if you want to log on into the chat room, be sure to just go on and do your thing and get in and get inside the chat room tonight. Because uh, if you want to, uh, you know, get a question or you know, comment to uh, our guest this evening, and you don't want to call in, the telephone number is three four seven five three nine fifty seven twenty nine. Well, all you have to do is go to our check chat room, you know, and. Uh, if you do that, you'll be good. You'll be able to get in. Well, that brings me back to let's get into some more music, and this one is brand new. It's by none other than a lady that we hope to have on this show very soon. We're working on it as we speak. Here she is, singing her latest single from the album. And this is none other than Miss Anita Baker, inside the lovezoneusa.com. And it's called Late.
going to stay together and I want you to stay together with me tonight because uh, whether you have to leave the house or you're watching us on the or watching the uh, Democratic Convention you can put us on in the background with Roku.com or your internet or CNN MSNBC whichever one you're using 
And uh, you can keep this music going as well as the conversation that we're going to entertain. And you can drop in with a telephone call if you like. Yes, and you can do it live tonight. And like I said, you know, it's it's we got this concept from uh, looking at Michael Jackson and seeing people pay tribute to him by putting the teddy bears on the fence and the candles there. And my mother used to say, give me the roses while I'm alive. So this is your time, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, call in and pay tribute to the, the legendary artist that I'm about to bring to you this evening. We call it our Champagne Toast and Tribute to the Star Series. I got tired of doing uh, tributes when I was at Sirius Satellite Radio to uh, hmm, James Brown. I was there, James Brown. I had to be called back in when uh, Luther Vandross passed away. And I just, just got tired of it. Time for us to talk to these artists while they're alive and pay tribute to the contributions that they've made to the entertainment industry and what their music has meant to you in the backdrop of your life. So that's why we do this series. So it looks like clock on the walls. It's about that time for me to bring in our first uh, guest of the evening. And I'm going to bring him in. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the original lead singer of the new Stylistics. And I want to introduce him to you right now. Here he is, Mr. Russell Tompkins, Jr. Russell, are you there with me? Yeah, I'm here. How y'all doing? Oh, doing good, doing good tonight, Russell. Glad you could be with us. Glad you could be with us this evening. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for attending. Uh, You know, just to kick things off, um, like I said, you know, we go a long way back in my days at WNJR. (laughs) And then I didn't see you again until PK started doing those shows on the road. But we're going to start back with you because we got plenty of time. And we got your catalog already ready. My producer's got it lined up. So we got a lot of music to play, but we want to talk a little bit about you guys starting out. And uh, I guess, Russell, could you tell our audience, who were some of the influences back then before you started singing professionally that you listened to that, um, I guess, influenced, you, you know, how you sounded or why you wanted to get in the music industry? And who, who were the groups and artists that you listened to back then? Well, uh before I, before I get into that, I'd like to also say that I have one of the members of the group here with me, uh, Raymond Johnson. Raymond, I think he's on line three. Let me see if he's there. No, Raymond, Raymond is here with me. Yeah, I'm right here. Okay, uh, he's with you. Okay, good. Yeah, good. and one of the other fellas is supposed to be calling in, uh, Jonathan Buxton. Jonathan, are you with me? Hello, Jonathan. On line three? No, that's not Jonathan. I <laughs> okay, well, he's supposed to be trying to call in. All right, I, I, I saw... Uh, but the two of us are here. Okay, good, good. Well, Raymond, it's a pleasure having you here with us as well. Oh, and, thank you, sir. Uh, before we get into uh, talking about the name, the new stylistics, uh, Russell, again, um, who, who who were some of your influences musically that... Uh... Well, first of all, my, my father is the one that introduced me to singing. And uh, he listened to the, the old school singers, uh, Sarah Vaughn, uh, Billy Eckstein, Joe Williams, Arthur Brazak, and some of the singers, uh, the Clovers, the Ravens, and uh, he did some singing himself. And uh, from then, when I got a little older, from him teaching me about music, I started listening to them same people myself. They became my my first influences. And then Motown brought out uh, all of their singers, Four Tops, Temptations, 
and uh, all the people that were in their stable, I listened to them. But my biggest influence was, I would probably say, is Frank Sinatra and Dion Ward. Wow. Wow, never knew that. Never knew that. And uh, Raymond, who who were some of your influences musically? That uh... Well, I think uh, when I was growing up, my mom did it the slick way, I think. I was showed I was interested in music, and she had me watching the Nat King Cole show. <laughs> I remember that. I remember <laughs> that. And then I watched uh, Nat King Cole and all of the performers that came on his show, and I really liked it. We started having dinner in front of the TV. She knew it. I really liked, you know, that type of thing. And then, just like uh, Russell said, I also went to, you know, uh, Temptations, uh, Four Tops, uh, Vibrations. We had cats out of, uh, uh, we had groups out of Philadelphia. Uh, these guys did uh, what, Lee Andrews and the Hearts, Cold Gray Dawn, stuff like that. Mm, mm. Yeah, that was the Nat King Cole show. You 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 just brought back memories for me. <laughs> those were the good old days. So, uh getting a little further along, uh those were those were your influences. Um Russell, can you tell me how the stylistics first started out and uh, how did you guys come about cuz I understand there was a merger of two different artists in the beginning. Yeah, um when we got in high school, we uh the a bunch of neighborhood guys, me, Aaron Love, um, Anthony Scott, Alvin Ranton and James Smith, we had a group called the Monarchs. And James Dunn and Herb Morrell had a group called the Percussions. And we used to sing against each other in talent shows in, in uh in high school. But when we graduated in sixty eight, both groups that we lost members, some went went into the Vietnam War and some went back to you know went back to school went to college, and an English teacher that was in the school at the time had the the idea to, to merge both groups, and when both groups got together, that's how we became stylistics. Oh, okay. Now, now going back to those, uh, I guess uh, high school days. Did you guys have a lot of talent shows, or just you know every now and then? How how did, how did that happen down there? No, it was a lot of talent shows. I mean, a whole lot, but. Even at that time, uh, our group was was becoming well-known in Philadelphia, and I did my first nightclub show when I was 17 years old. We started playing locally almost every weekend mm. so, uh, during, during the year of 1968. So after the talent shows was over, we went pro. <laughs> you was out there getting some, some you was, as the kids say you was getting it in <laughs> yeah son, you, you guys say you're going to pay me to do what I was doing for nothing I'll be there <laughs> I know that's right I know that's right I think we have the other member of the new stylistics that's on the line I think uh, Jonathan is with us right now Jonathan are you here I think so no, you, you're here you're live you're <laughs> oh, live wonderful well, Jonathan, as a part of the new stylistics, uh, I already asked uh, Russell and Raymond um, who were their influences. Who were your influences coming up as a as a young man to uh, influence you vocally and, and musically? Of course, Temptations and uh, different uh, artists. Temptations. Uh, we had artists like um, the Dramatics and uh, different different artists who who were. Really, really at the top of the charts. Uh, uh, Billy Eckstein was one of my influences. I listened to to him uh, as my my parents played them a lot. Uh, Mr. B and um, 
Al Hibbler and different artists of that sort of Johnny Mathis, uh, just tons and tons of artists who were very influential in those days. Mm, mm. I know Philly was a hotbed of music, and we're going to get into that a little later on in the show. Uh, but, Russell, we're going to get into one of your, your, your signature songs um, right now, but I want you to tell me a little bit about it. And uh, we're going to play this song in just a minute. But why don't you tell our audience how this song came about? You'll never get to heaven if you break my heart. Well, as I said, I was a big fan of uh, Dionne Ward. Okay. And Tommy Bell, Tommy Bell, who was the the producer and the arranger of the music during that time, used heavy orchestration. And I think maybe Burt Bert Backrack might have been one of his influences. Right. And so he started the trend of uh, me doing Dionne Ward songs almost on every album I've ever done. Except for a few years, almost every album that I've had any type of influence over, I've done a Dionne Warwick song on it. But that was the first one. Wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into some more questions with the group, we're going to uh, get into a little bit of their music so you know who's on the line tonight. And the telephone line's open there, 347-539-5729. We're going to intersperse your questions, usually I uh, just do the interview, but uh, tonight we're going to intersperse some of your questions, your comments, and uh, feel free to call in. Right now, Tony, let's kick it off with You'll Never Get to Heaven if you break my heart. Here's the stylistics.
Hi, I'm Russell Tompkins of the New Stylist. And when you've had a hard day's work and want to feel brand new, just listen to your heart, and it will lead you to where you're sure to hear our music, and you'll end up saying, you make me feel brand new, on the thelovezoneusa.com.
mighty music of the uh, stylistics and new stylistics we have here tonight. And if you want to call in, be sure to get it in before we go off the air. Three four seven five three nine fifty seven twenty nine. As I bring the group back in, we're going to bring Raymond, Jonathan, and Russell back on the air live. You He's guys want to tell? I hear you. I hear you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People make the world go round. Uh, that was a song that uh, seemed to be a signature song for you guys as well. You want to talk about that and how that came about and why you decided to record that one? Well, I really think that um, I had talked to Tommy and Linda about that during that time. He said we were going to do something different than what we had done before. I think it was during the time when Marvin Gaye was putting out his uh, What's Going On type songs and uh uh, Tommy and Linda wanted to make some type of statement, you know, anti-establishment, you know, how the the world is turning out, uh, the different problems that cities have and businesses, and they put that one together. And uh, that was their idea, and uh, they explained it to me that way. And I was just interpreting, you know, the song from what they had written. Did you ever think that when you recorded it that the song's lyrics would be prevalent today? <laughs> Uh, yeah, over the years, I think I have, uh, you know, just stayed in my mind because, you know, some things just don't change. Uh, mm. When I when I really thought that the tune would be very uh, a very big tune and a lasting song was about a year after it came out. Uh, Milt Jackson from the Modern Jazz Quartet, he did the first cover on it. Wow. And when he did it, I knew it was something special about the song. How was it back then, being in the studio and recording with the Lush orchestration and hearing that in your headset, uh, did you have any idea, because I'm sure at that time, you know, because the records would come and go. I mean, you hit them for top 46 weeks and you never hear them again. And uh, did you have any idea or, or, or when was the moment that you started thinking that some of these songs were really going to be, I guess, well, I'm, I'm sure you didn't think forever, but it, that's what they're turning into. Well, when we first went into the studio to cut these songs, there was no orchestration there. It was just a, he would cut a rhythm section, and then I would come in and put the leads over the rhythm section, and he put all the sweetening on afterwards. You know, I really? wouldn't even hear the strings and stuff until about a week or so later, he would send me some roughs, and I heard how the music was going to be. But, uh,. As far as realizing that these songs were going to last, we had always been a working group. So studio was not number one on our list. We were, all, we were always on the road. So I would fly in from off the road and come in and record some songs, or if I was home, I would record some songs and then go back out and go to work. We would usually find out on the road if a song was successful or not. Wow. Uh, wow. Because people would start asking, well, you know, I want to hear y'all do this song, You Make Me Feel Brand New. The record company made up their mind that they wasn't going to put out You Make Me Feel Brand New. <laughs> so I went to, the, went to the office and I told this guy, I said, look, I'm traveling all over the country and people are asking for this song. You need to put it out. And they put You Make Me Feel Brand New out and it became, uh, you know, one of our biggest songs, if not the biggest songs the stylistics have ever done. And uh, they also put it out on two albums. It was out on the Rock and Roll Baby album and on the Let's Put It All Together album. And it sold all over the world. So that song right there, I'm really, you know, really surprised that it's lasted as long as it has 
because for one thing, it's not my favorite song. Really? No, my favorite song is Bet You By Golly Wow. You make me feel brand new. I like the song, but it's not my favorite. Wow, wow. But, but to finish answering your question, you never know when anything is going to last or how it lasts. You know, I saw our music become very big at one time, and then I saw it taper off when disco came in. Right, right. Uh, during that time, the record company hooked us up with Van McCoy. And we started doing some disco-type songs and love songs, but they didn't become big hits here in the United States. They became huge in England and in Japan. We had double platinum albums over there from songs that we did during that period that people in the United States rarely even heard or knew mm. that we were doing. Right, right, right. And, and I don't think people in the United States knew that we still were doing the type of songs we had early we had done earlier until we got with Dexter Wanzel back with Kenny Gamble and them and we did Hurry Up This Way again. Right, right. We're gonna get into some of that. Um let's let's talk about that international market because, you know, disco did come in and I was uh I was working at C B S records at the time and, and, and there were there seemed to be just two acts that cut through the disco era that didn't do disco and that was uh Luther and Anita Baker. They were both uh, kind of true to their form at the time. Uh, I think the Manhattan stayed stayed in in their lane as well. So when you went, was that the first time you were going over the seas internationally and, uh, with the Van McCoy thing in the international? Uh, no, I started going over the seas almost right away after the very first album. Still working with Tommy Bell. Uh, I think that was 1970, the first time we went over there, because we had done. Something with that first album that was, you know, the only thing I could compare it with that's happening today is the videos. We did a movie thing on top of this roof singing these songs. Okay. And they showed it in England on a TV that was called, on a TV show that was called Top of the Pops. Right. And Top of the Pops was like looking at the the biggest MTV thing that's happening here, you know, in, in the United States. So everybody all over the U.K. saw it. And uh, they didn't even know us, but they brought us in. And uh, I believe I've been going to England almost 40 years now, almost every year. <laughs> so the first plane you went to England on, I guess, has changed <laughs> since then. Huh? Oh, you're right about that. You can still <laughs> smoke that, on the plane. Wait, was it a propeller? Was it a propeller? Was it, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it was a jet. It don't go back that far. <laughs> But uh, it was two groups on the plane with us going over, too. The Four Tops and the group called Kiss. Wow. Wow. Man, this this is historic. I'm so glad that we are having the show tonight and and being able to record this as well as have it archived. Uh, Reverend Butts uh, did a a thing when we were were talking about WWRL's uh, disc jockey, um, Hank Spann. He had passed away, and we had a memorial. Yeah, we had a memorial, and um, Reverend Butts at the Abyssinian Church up in Harlem was saying, you know, he had heard some stories, and everybody gave their piece of the story. You know, when people pass away, and and after it was all said and done, he sat there in the chair, and then he got up and he said, you know what, you guys need to record some of these stories about this, and, and let the world hear what really went on. And we're going to talk about that tonight, what really went on. And I want to get the guys back in because we're going to talk about how you guys all came together after we uh, play some of this music 
and we're going to come back with Jonathan Raymond, and we're going to talk about how you guys met. But right now, we're going to talk about uh, the song isn't your favorite, but uh, has lasted through the test of time. Here it is, Inside the Love Zone USA, ladies and gentlemen. It's entitled, You Make Me Feel Brand New.
Love Zone USA and Betcha by Golly Wow, one of a uh, group's favorite uh, songs. Russell, you back with me? Yeah, I'm here. You Raymond and Jonathan? Jonathan, you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, we're going to get into talking about you guys in a minute, but I got a call on the line, and I want to take her call right now. She's out of New York. Uh, Narfisa, are you with us? I'm here. And you said you had a question for the group. <laughs> I want to know if Russell will ever do a cut of Misty. Hi, Russell. Hey, baby. How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> did, did, did you get my apology? No, I didn't, but that's okay. Yes, no, it's not. <laughs> no, but I want to apologize to... now on air. I'm sorry. I missed Don't do it. that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> All right. Are you going to answer my question about Misty? Am I ever going to sing Misty? Yeah. I don't know. It's a possibility. I've but uh, I've never really thought about it that much. Uh, you know, because I never else, recorded Misty. Nobody else heard it but me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? All right. Good, good. Well, you know it's past my bedtime, but I had to get that question in. I had to try to put you on the spot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, no, Lisa, I'd like to thank you for calling into the Love Zone. You're welcome. Here. All right. Good night, guys. Raymond. All right. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. All right. So uh, you don't know if you're going to record that one, huh, Russell? No, I don't. It, you know, Northeast is a very, she's like my sister. She's a very old friend of mine. And uh, she was, she heard me sing everything from oh, standing okay. sitting on the steps and back at the Apollo Theater to whatever. <laughs> okay. But uh, I might have sang it a few times because, uh, like um, like Falcon said, uh, Jonathan said, uh, the Philadelphia groups, uh, the the Vibrations is one of the biggest groups from here in Philly. So uh, they recorded Misty. And I used to sing it because uh, the lead singer for for them did it, and uh, they did another song called Canadian Sunset. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the lead singer for the Vibrations was the first replacement for Eddie Kendricks in The Temptations. Mm. He had a mm. he had a beautiful voice. Mm. Well, Ricky, I think his name was. Yeah, yep. yeah, Ricky Owens. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, now Jonathan and uh, Raymond, let me mm-hmm. ask you, and let's uh, all because I, you know, when I first talked to Russell, he said to me, "You know, we are now the the new stylistics." So he corrected me in the beginning. And then I did some research online, and I saw, okay, there are two acts, and uh, I did go and see the other act, uh, actually. Uh, so how how does that come into play? You guys want to explain that first before I uh, ask you how you met Russell? How is it that they are, so you can explain to our audience, there's the stylistics now, and there's the new stylistics. Why don't you uh, explain briefly how that came about? Well, in 2000, I left working with the original group, and um, I stayed out for about three years. I went back to school. I went to music school. I went back to high school. And um, around '03, the, all the guys who had sang with the group or played with the group before wanted to put it back together. And uh, I said, all right, we'll do that. And so the musicians from the old old stylistic group came and played with me. Raymond Johnson was also a member of the original Stylistics, too. Wow. And uh, Jonathan sang in a group with Raymond that at at one time uh, I managed. 
Okay. So I knew how he could sing, and he fell right into place also. So then we put the new stylistics together. But there was an agreement, agreement, a business agreement that, you know, like they would not use my my voice or for advertising my image or anything like that. And I had to use the name Russell Tompkins Jr. in the new stylistics. Okay. okay. So there's only one member in the stylistics that actually sang on at least two songs in the original three albums, and that was Arian Love. None of the other guys, even the original guys, even sang on any of that music. Okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to get your side of the story. Okay. So now, Raymond, um, Mm -hmm. Jonathan, both of you now, how how does that come about that, you know, now it's 2003, did you get a call? Did you run into Russell? Tell me how you guys... (laughs) Fell that's, back that's, into the to the to the mix. <laughs> well, I, it's good that you're recording because this is an amazing feat that happened here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was at my house and I was giving I was getting some remodeling done for my wife. Jonathan was at my house doing the remodeling in the new part in the back of the house. Wow. <laughs> then we got the information that Russell was thinking about getting the uh, group back together. So, so you got a. You got a call, or did you hear about it through the uh, I was talking to the musical director. Okay, okay. Right, and he said, Russell's thinking about, you know, we're going we're gonna to put the uh, group, you know, uh, put the uh, group back together, you know, and go ahead back out on the road and continue to do the hits because, you know, Russell deserves to be doing the hits. They were his songs. So well, I told Jonathan, and he said he, he was cool with it, but the whole thing, like I said, it was amazing because I was having – the back of my den done, and Jonathan was there with his crew, and they were the ones that were doing the work in my house. <laughs> so I told Russell, I said, when Russell said he wanted to get together, I said, well, I got somebody else who can do baritone, and I told him who I had. I said, I got Jonathan. He said, your boy from Portland and Black? I said, yeah, he's right here. So we started, you know, rehearsing from there. Oh, man, that must have been a nice feel. That really must have been nice. Oh, yeah. Amazing how 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 life turns 360. They they say. Yes, it is. And comes comes right back together. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I knew my my singing days wasn't over. And even after after I stopped working with them, I continued to sing. You know, I just didn't do it on a permanent basis and go on the road. Every somebody would ask me to come sing somewhere at a party or something like this or whatever, and I would go out and sing. But to really put it back together was to become serious with it. And, you know, it became a job again, not just, you know, something I did that I enjoyed. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, um, I'm glad you guys are back together now. I I got to admit, I saw the other group, but I haven't seen Russell um, perform with the new stylistic, so that's that's on my agenda. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, uh, before we do that, I want to want to want to talk about some upcoming shows. You guys got some upcoming shows you want to want to talk about that you're going to be doing anywhere in the United States because our audience is all over. Well, I guess right now our first gig is, that we're doing is we got a gig coming up. There's two gigs coming up this month. One is in uh, Wolf Creek in Atlanta, Georgia. That's on the 15th. Uh, we're doing a private gig for the congressional people in Washington, D.C. on the 20th. In November, we have a gig in New York and Queens at the Thomasina Club. And then in December, we're going to Puerto Rico to do a, do a date. And at the turn, uh, turn of the year, there's nothing in January, but February, we have the Soul Train Cruise. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> 
Well, I know what show I need to be at that one in Queens. Is that private or is that open to the public? No, that's open to the public. Two shows. All right, we're gonna talk about that one. All right, my New York fans, y'all know what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna be up in the house. <laughs> Has there been any talk about recording any new music since you guys have all got back together, or are you just primarily uh, you know doing the road thing and knocking out the hits? Well, we 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 have done a live album that has not been released yet with the new stylistics. Oh, okay. And me myself personally, I've I've been in the studio constantly. I must have at least about thirty tracks done, and uh, they might be coming out really soon on my second solo album. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. That sounds good. Well, we're going to get it back into some more music, and uh, fellas, I want you to hang in there with me because we got a lot more music to play, and we got a whole lot more time, and uh, we want to do it all tonight. We're going. Well, this is just a stylist, the new stylistics night. <laughs> it's, it's new and old. I sing all the songs. I was there. <laughs> exactly. All right, all right. Hold on, there, fellas. We're going to get into some more music uh, here inside the Love Zone USA, but I want to tell everybody about our next week's show. As you know, the Love Zone USA always deals with dating, relationships, sex, and marriage. And next week on the show, we have uh, Gary Newman. He's a New York Times bestseller. He's licensed psychotherapist and a rabbi. And he has a DVD, that uh, series coming out, called Creating Your Best Marriage. So for those of you who want to check that out, that's going to be coming up next week here inside the Love Zone USA as we get ready for more music by the Stylistics. Here it is, dedicated to our audience. It's entitled, You Are Everything, here inside of Subtalk USA.
Up to make up, and I stand corrected. That is not you are every you are everything. That's you're as right as rain. And I'm going to bring a group back in to talk about both of those songs. Uh, here we got Russell and Raymond and uh, Jonathan. Uh, it was you're everything. Oh, it was okay. I'm, I'm looking at my sets and my glasses. They all sounding the same. <laughs> oh yeah, you did play that before that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading promos and my glasses slipped off. <laughs> Tell you, it's a little different when you get a little older. Speaking of which, before we go any further, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge that I got in touch with the group through your business manager, Steve Turner, who uh, I never had the 
pleasure meeting. And I got to tell you, he was on point because I deal with a lot of artists. And I uh, tell you, he got me in touch with Russell immediately. And I was so sad to find out that he had passed away. And I also just recently, they found out, he was a cousin to a friend of mine that I know, uh, Deborah Satterwhite. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, Excuse me, I miss you. You're cutting off a little bit. I can't hear you. Oh, I was I was saying, uh, Stephen, I just found out today, was a cousin to a friend of mine, uh, Deborah Satter- Satterwhite. I don't know if you know her. Yes, I do. Okay. And uh, it, it's just, uh, I, I, I know you guys must have, it, it affected me, and I only spoke to the brother once on the phone. It it really affected me, and I only spoke to him once. He, he, yeah, just he had, has a lasting effect when you talk to him, that's for mm-hmm. sure, when you did. Yeah. What do you guys remember most about Steve and his memory? I mean, as as your business manager and handling the business for the group. Well, when when I first put the the new group together, when we first joined together, uh, the the old other two guys that I used to work with and ex management actually tried to stop me from making a living. They wanted to shut me out. Hmm. And. It was hard for me to get promoters and different people to listen to me so we could get some work. Wow. But Steve being here in Philly and knowing firsthand how the stylistics came together, the work that was done, who was in the studio, who made the music, who sang the songs for years, for at least 30 years straight on the road, he said he'd step up and he would work with me. Okay. And he started booking me. And uh, he's a large, he's one of the biggest reasons why we're still around right now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, like I said, I only spoke to him one time on the phone, and when I heard that he passed away, it affected me. I, I, I've never, that has never happened. That has never happened. Usually it affects me when I have long relationships with people. But I've never met this, this gentleman, this brother, and, uh, you know, and I got to say he's, he's very competent because I deal with managers, artists, PR people, and, uh, you know, I explained to him who I was. He didn't know me from a can of paint. But the fact that he was putting me in touch with you so you guys could have additional exposure, and he didn't know how, and nothing about this show, the fact that we're in 4 million BMWs, not, not, well, I didn't have to go into any of that. He just said, we're going to get you guys in it. And uh, Well, Steve I just, always told me, he said, you know, certain people would call me and they would want to do interviews. And, you know, Steve was a radio man also. Oh, I didn't so he know would that. say, uh, "Look, I don't know these people. I don't know, you know, how big their their radio program is. I don't know, you know, what's happening or anything like that." But he said, "It it, it pays to be nice to everybody, yeah, and right. to talk to everybody who wants to talk to you. Do your interviews, talk to people, and uh, that was his stand. So it didn't matter who called there. He would call me up and say, Russ, look, I have this for you to do.' And it's it's I believe that also." You know, wow. I don't care who you are. If you call me or whatever and you want, want to talk to me or do something, I'm that kind of person. I'm the same per- person when I walk down the street. If somebody see me, I went to the store the other day, and uh, I ordered a sandwich. And when I walked through the door, a guy said to me, he said, you know who you look like? <laughs> I said, who? <laughs> he said, uh, Russell Tompkins, stylistics. I said, that you're Good talking to him. Said, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> he said, can I have your autograph? I say, I'll tell you what I'll do. You go ahead and make my sandwich. And tomorrow, I live around the corner. Tomorrow, I'll bring you an autographed picture. And I bought him an autographed picture around there the next day. The police was in there. 
couple other people that I end up saying I got to come back around there again to give out about another five or six pictures. <laughs> wow. But, wow. you know, I I believe the same thing with Steve. My fans, people I know, people who I don't know, I believe in being honest and being nice to everyone because it comes yeah. back on you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's old school. That's old school. A lot of these new acts, new jack swings, don't understand that. They really don't. They will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. they need yeah, it's true. Uh, I, I actually, I actually um, have seen on on many occasions where Russell would would sit and and cordially talk to people and 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 very patient and and sometimes two or three hours and 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 not even wink at it. I mean, he's really really available and accessible like that. And and that's his true personality. It's not it's not a put on. Mm. And that's great to hear from someone else who knows him from way back in the day. Way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this uh these next two songs that I'm getting ready to play here. Um but uh I guess before I do that, I want to I, I want to want to find out how you guys just ran across Tom Bell and Linda Creed before you got to uh, Kenny Gamble, and we're gonna hopefully get that hurry up and hurry up this way again uh, song up. Uh, but uh, how did you run into them? Because it, it seems to me that you guys were doing work, you're doing probably covers during high school and, and that era, and when they started to record, how did you get introduced to Tom Bell and, and Linda Creed? had a manager at the time uh, I think that's 1969 that was managing us he had a clothing store in Philadelphia and he got in touch with these people that were well they had saw us at a nightclub here in Philly and they were interested in recording us so we went in and did our very first song you're a big girl now Mm. and uh, like I said before we were working at we went in recorded the song and, and left Went up to Newport, Rhode Island. Was working up there for about two about two weeks, and our families would come up to see us on the weekends. And so when they came up the the first weekend, they said, "Man, y'all don't know it, but they playing your record back in Philly." Uh, big DJ back then, but that helped us out when Georgie Woods was playing it. Oh, Georgie! <laughs> yeah, and uh, when we got home from the gig, next thing we know, we had the number one record in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And it stretched out to New Jersey, then it stretched to New York. Well, a major label, Afco Embassy, uh, got in contact with uh, my manager at the time, and they wanted to pick us up and put us on their main label. And uh, they got in touch with Tommy Bell. And I, one, uh, They called me up one, one weekend or whatever and said, Russell, you report down to this certain building in Philadelphia on Monday morning. And I went down there to that building, and I met Tommy Bell and the Creed, and that's when it started. Mm. Mm. So now take me fast forward. Uh, you, you guys were like, I mean, Philadelphia is now a hotbed. And I guess at, at some point, you guys are not with Philadelphia International. You have already made your name. You have started making records. People recognize you. And here comes the label. Philly International, if 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 I'm chronologically stating this correctly, you guys had already had a career already burgeoning before Philly Philly International and Kenny Gamble and Huff, you know, started that label. Is that about correct? No, not really. They had hits during the same time that we started, uh, but Kenny them had hits be long before us. 
uh, they had been recording Brendan the Tabulations and a couple other groups, but Philly National Records had been there for quite a while. And Tommy Bell was a member of Mighty Three, which is Mighty Three is Tommy Bell, Kenny Gamble, and Leon Huff. Okay. So while we were recording in Philly at Sigma Sound and everything like that, Kenny Gamble, Huff, and all of them were there. In fact, on the very first album, the background vocals that you hear on there, the male vocals, are Kenny Gamble, myself, Carl <laughs> Helm, a DJ, Bunny Siegler, a singer from out of Bunny. And Philbert. <laughs> so all them backgrounds, as I said before, the, the stylistics that everybody thinks is the stylist that sang on the record, they didn't sing on anything. Mm. All these people I just finished mentioning sang on them songs. So we did have an association, well, I did have an okay. association with Kenny Gamble and them. All right. By okay. 1980, we had just finished working with Mercury Records. We did two albums with Teddy Mendazzo, and we didn't have a label. So Kenny Gamble picked us up and didn't put us on Philly International. They put us on TSOP. TSOP, right. It. right. And we ended up doing, I think, three or four albums with them. We did the Harry Up This Way Again album. Uh, Closer Than Close. Closer Than Close, mm. 1982. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that was it, right? Yes. Yeah, we did three albums with them. And, and uh, we hadn't had a hit. Since the early 70s So in 1982 uh, Kenny Gamble paired us with Dexter Wanzel And Dexter yeah. produced uh, Harry This Way Again That the background vocals on that Was myself Two two members of a group out of Philadelphia Called The Futures Was a very big group here in Philly Right. And the two Philly Angels That had always sang on, on uh, Tommy Bell's music And we got a hit Well let's talk about some of today's music with some of these new artists are there you know i you know i love doing that because uh smoky really smoky robinson got me into nas uh and oh nelly nelly that's who it was nelly who are some of the young artists that you've seen come along that uh you uh you know admire or think has talent and you know you can give props to a lot of the male singers I like, uh, but I'm not really crazy about the, some of the music. Um, uh, what's the guy with the hat that writes the songs? I can Neo. 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 Okay. I like. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. And uh, but mainly I like the women. The women are the ones that are really smoking. Beyonce, uh-huh. Mary J. Blige, uh, Rihanna. Rihanna. All. Of, I mean, the women have taken it over. Okay. Okay. Well, it was funny. When I was interviewing Smokey, uh, he told me about Nelly. He says, you know, Nelly got some beats better than James Brown. You got to check out Nelly. (laughs) (laughs) If you're looking at it on the production end or arranging and stuff like that, you know, there's a lot of great young young people out here. You know, I I was just speaking of on the vocal end. Okay. But as far as uh, production and instrumentation and things like that, they're very innovative now because uh, you don't have to – they're not using live musicians a lot of the time. So they have to be up on the technical ends of the machines that they're using. And if you were to work with any one of them, if you had a choice of waving a magic wand and picking, um, you know, one, one of those young producers or artists to work with, who who, who would it be? Um, I don't know their names, 
But I did a seminar with them here in Philadelphia, and they have a production company. I, I right off the top of my head, of my head, I can't remember it, but they are the producers for Jill Scott. Okay. Okay. And the things that they're doing with Jill Scott, and doing with some other new artists here in Philadelphia, I really would like to work with them. And the other guy, the guy Neo, he he writes some great songs. I love, I wouldn't mind yeah. working with him either. Mm, mm. Well, I got, I got, I got, I got to work some magic behind the scenes. I just wanted to get that on record. <laughs> He's a love song man. <laughs> oh yeah. And and back in the day, you know, with with with, you know, when you guys were hot and 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 you know everything was happening top forty, were there any artists that you, because you probably worked with everybody in the industry, but was there anyone then that you didn't work with that you would have loved to have worked with? Because I asked the Manhattans that, and I was curious as to the producers that they chose that they would have loved to have worked with, and uh, I just want to know who who would it have been back in the day that you would have liked to work with that you m- might not have. Had that opportunity. Well, I was very satisfied with everybody that I had already worked with, and uh, I really didn't think that much about the other producers or whatever, except for at a time, like like I said, uh, I'm a Dion Warwick guy, mm-hmm. so I always wanted to work with Bert. And then in the '90s, I got a chance to go in the studio with Bert Backrack. Wow, wow! And I had always wanted to to actually work with him. And uh, I wouldn't have mind doing a duet with with Dion either, but the spinners got that. (laughs) (laughs) So now let's take it to another level. Um, We got the record title Stone in Love with You coming up next. Tell us how that that all came about. Well, it's a very strange story with with, uh, Stone in Love with You. Stone in Love with You wasn't written by Linda Creed. It was written by Tommy Bell's younger brother, Tony Bell. Mm. But I remember the day that I recorded that song. I was down on an avenue here in Philadelphia called Columbia Avenue, and I was hanging out in the pool room. So I was in the pool room there that morning, and I had to be at the studio at 3 o'clock. But I was winning, (laughs) and I didn't want to leave. I was trying to stretch this out. I'm trying to stretch this out to get as much as I can before I get out of here. And the pool room is a block away from the train station to get the train to go downtown to where Tommy, where, where uh, at that time we wasn't working Sigma Sound Studios. We was working at Cameo Parkway Studios. Mm. And uh, I just had to leave. And I remember running down Columbia Avenue to get to Broad Street to get the subway train and get the stuff. It only took about five minutes to get down to uh, Broad and Locust. Right. And okay. running in the studio. So when I come through the door, Tommy hit me again. You're late. You've been hanging out in that pool room, haven't you? been hanging out in that pool room, haven't you? <laughs> he was being on me. And I remember coming in there and singing Stone in Love with You. And it might be one of the most perfect songs that I think I ever sang but it's one bad mistake in there. And whenever I listen to that song, my mind is not on any of the other part of the song. Just I say, here, that mistake coming. Oh, and when I say that, nobody knows where the mistake is but me. But you. And, and, and you never got a chance to punch it, huh? No, it wasn't no punching. <laughs> <laughs> this was straight up singing. You weren't right. punching nothing back then. <laughs> That's right. No punching. This is straight up. You got to do it over. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come back with our last segment with the Stylistics. But right now, we're going to go into that song, and we're going to talk about how you can contact them, their website, and all that good stuff. But right now, let's get into more of their music. Here it is, Inside the Love Zone. Don't in love with you.
Look and listen here inside the LoveZoneUSA.com with the new stylistics. And we've got Russell Tompkins Jr., Raymond, and Jonathan on the line. And we're going to get ready to wrap it up in a minute. Um, but I want to ask the guys before they uh, go, um, can you tell our audience your website and, uh, you know, where they can, uh, you know, get information on your tour and all that information? Uh, my website is RussellTompkinsJr.com, and uh, even though Steve is not around anymore, his uh, company is still around, Diversified Entertainment. I still work with them, and their email address is Davinco, D-I-V-E-N-C-O, at AOL.com. All right. And there's also the uh, SoulfulDetroit.com. Okay, okay. So now we're coming up into the last part of the year. You guys got some dates going on, and I'm going to get to one of them. I know the one in Queens sounds right up my alley, but we're going to talk about that. (laughs) We're definitely coming out. But I I, got to say this as well before we go. Um, It was my pleasure to, uh, you know, work with uh, Stylistics when, Russell, you were down at Symphony Hall, and we got you inducted into R&B Hall of Fame, the the award that uh, was presented to you that evening. I don't know if you remember that, um, during the uh, Classic Soul Tour. Yeah, um, I remember working with uh, uh, BK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BK. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a wonder. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also a person who, at the time, I had worked with him years before, that when I first came out, you know, he gave me a chance. You know, when it, when work was real difficult, he he put put me out on the tour, and he gave me a chance. I mean, there are people I, I will never forget. Wow. Well, that's great. And I got a buddy. He's getting back in the game. I'm going to make sure that I, I coordinate that with you and, and him and or your management and him. Uh, there's some things opening up in Atlantic City. I'll talk to you about that offline and get you guys down there because, you know, we we got to keep our own working. We definitely got to well, keep our well own Well, appreciate it. Thank hey, you so much. Thank you, sir. Not, not, a, not a problem. Not a problem. As long as I got this radio station, there's going to be some, some things happening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there's going to be some things happening because we're in 20 countries now. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to make sure this this train don't don't stop until you guys say you want to stop and and go back and doing some construction. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fixing some dens. 
Well, you know, it has been a pleasure this evening to have you guys on the show and talk about the past and uh, set the record straight and, you know, just talk about some of your great music. And it's been my pleasure to play it, I mean, this evening because I grew up in the bedroom with a 45 spindle dropping it like it's hot. Uh, all those songs, I call, I, call, I call them my reject songs. We used to call them reject songs. They just say, well, you got any reject records in your house? Yeah, the ones you reject, and it plays over and over again. Just, <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone I played tonight was what I call a reject record. And reject does not mean negative. It means that song played over and over and over oh, yeah. again until you put another you know, 45 spindle on the next one down. So you know, guys, it has been my pleasure. I, and I, I, got, I appreciate I appreciate you having us on very much, and and uh, thank you for having us. Well, you know, like they say, when it's all said and done, wh- what would you like for you know your audience to know about the new stylistics and the career that you've had, and and what you've been doing? You know, tell our um, audience what, when it's all said well, and done. What would you like to be most remembered well, for? Well, first. I like to, you know, it's a cliche, but I've always said it, you know, I like to thank God for the opportunity of not for, you know, actually being out there making uh, music and being uh, in the music business or anything like that. I like to thank God for giving me the gift to make music mm. because I enjoy making music if I make a living from it or if I don't. Yeah. And that came from God. I like to thank him for that. And I like to thank the people for not forgetting for listening to the music and keeping it in their hearts and keeping it in, you know, keeping it in their homes and sharing it with their loved ones. And I'd like to really thank uh, my audience for that. Amen. Go ahead, Raymond. You want to say something, uh, Jonathan? Uh, basically, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the same way. You know, we like uh, this uh, group that we have is a very interesting crew because we like music like it's like whether we're working or not. We like doing it. We like listening to it. You know, so we thank God that He gave us the ability to be able to deal with music, hear music, and be able to create music and perform music. You know, for for the public. Yeah, all of us came came up uh, during a time when. Music was a a thing of the heart, and and we stood on the street corners singing, and we traveled our neighborhoods and our communities singing together with various groups because we loved it. Uh, We still have that same love today, and uh, if you're getting paid for it or if you're doing it on a world stage, it doesn't really matter. Uh, The bottom line is that we love the music, and we're thankful for the opportunity to have an audience. Well, I got to tell you, you know, we we, we got to get you guys back again, and I hope that you will will grace us and uh, come back to the Love Zone again in the future. All right, you can start Thank you. speed a little bit, but I hear you. <laughs> well, I just said I just hope you guys will grace our 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 radio station and come back again one time in the future. Now, I, I, I want I want to ask a question. I wanted to know how many people listening uh, listened to um, that last song. For the glitch, I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And guess what? If we don't ask Rain, if we don't ask Russell, we, none of us are gonna know. We'll right, right. never know. Exactly. <laughs> we'll never know. You got to uh, have Tommy Bell on. Tommy Bell will tell you about the whole thing. <laughs> you know what? The next time we do this, we got to try to pull Tommy out of his little retirement there. That'd I, be great. I, 
that, that I I would love to do a show with you guys and the producer for sure. So we got to do that. Well, on that note, uh, again, fellas, thank you so much for stopping by and gracing us, and uh, I, I'm going to be looking forward to having you guys back again. All right, thank, thank you. you. All right, thank you. And as we close, we're going to close with hurry up this way again because we don't want it to be too long to have Russell Tompkins Jr., Raymond, and Jonathan here inside the Love Zone USA. And before I close with that song, I just want to also say in closing, I've enjoyed your company. Hope you've enjoyed mine. For those of you who did, I'll see you another time. Whatever you do, do it with two. Do it in love, and you'll have more fun. On that note, Tony, take it away because I want to say hurry up this way again here inside the love zone usa same time same place next week the love zone usa.com hurry up this way again the style listen no the new style